BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco, and here is some California good news. After months of picketing, SAG-AFTRA has reached a tentative deal to end the strike with the Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers. The strike was officially suspended at 12.01 this morning. In a letter to members, the union said the new contract is valued at a billion dollars and that approval vote was unanimous. For more, we're joined by LAist reporter Robert Garova. Hi, Robert. Hi. So what does that say to you that the vote was unanimous? Well, to me, that signals that SAG-AFTRA probably won't have too much trouble getting the contract ratified by its members in the coming days, which still has to happen, obviously. The Writers Guild of America got its members to overwhelmingly support their hard-fought contract just a month ago. And in that case, the WGA Negotiating Committee also voted unanimously to recommend that contract to its members. So it it seems like it, it won't have too much problems here. And I understand they haven't released many details, but what do we know about the agreement? Well, the Actors Guild has said that the agreement is valued, like you said, at over $1 billion. Uh, They also pointed out compensation increases, terms that have what they call unprecedented provisions for consent and compensation that will protect members from the threat of AI, which was a big uh, sticking point. A bonus for streaming, they also say, is in there. Increases in pension and healthcare caps. They go on raises for background performers and provisions to protect diverse communities. And then for its part, uh, the AMPTP, that's the association with the studios, they put out a statement saying that the tentative agreement represents what they call a new paradigm and the biggest contract on contract gains in the history of the union. Wow. And did they get all that they were asking for? It seems like they got a lot of it, but we, we don't know for sure everything yet. What we do know is that, you know, from the beginning, uh, the performers were fighting for protections around artificial intelligence uh, and the use of their digital replicas, residuals increases and some other demands. At the beginning of the strike, SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher said actors were in danger, really, of of losing their jobs to machines. But it seems from what SAG-AFTRA has said that protections around the use of AI were a major sticking point right up until the end. And and that seemed to be um, what we've seen. 
Right. And were there other moments that were a bit contentious aside from the AI? Yeah. So just last month, the negotiations broke down completely with the studios calling the gap between the two sides too great. Uh, The actors union um, at that point accused the studios and streamers of using what they called bully tactics to divide its members. Um, They weren't happy about the studios releasing uh, what they called misleading proposals on wage increases and AI protections. Uh, And then during negotiations with the Writers Guild of America, you know, we remember the studios also went public with the details of that proposal that also drew the ire of Hollywood writers. So there was a lot of back and forth over the months. Mm-hmm. And this and the writer's strike were a real hardship for more than just actors and writers, right? Totally. Um, you know, I've, I've talked with what, you know, called uh, below the line Hollywood workers since the beginning of the dual strikes uh, months ago. And um, a set builder for some of the new Star Wars shows told me about going tens of thousands of dollars in debt to make ends meet. Uh, I talked with a early career editor who was forced to sell off her prized possessions and take on a roommate. Um, she also started driving for Uber. And uh, some of my other colleagues talked with folks who had to move entirely. Um, so we'll probably have a clearer picture in the coming days, but some estimates put the cost to the local economy in the billions of dollars. So we have an agreement. What happens next? So SAG-AFTRA says the full details won't be released until they're reviewed by their national board. So that should be in the next couple of days. But as of now, you know, as you said, the the strike is suspended. Uh, all picket lines are are now closed, and the actors are celebrating and uh, uh, probably go to some some parties later today. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much, Robert. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Autonomous taxi operator Cruz says it's identified a software glitch that led one of its cars to drag a pedestrian in a downtown San Francisco crash. As KQED's Dan Brecky reports, the company has now issued a safety recall. 
In the October 2nd crash, a driver hit a pedestrian at 5th and Market Streets. The pedestrian was flung into the path of a cruise robo-taxi that stopped, then tried to pull to the curb, dragging the victim about 20 feet. In a notice to federal highway safety officials, Cruise says its crash detection system had what amounts to a blind spot when it encounters a pedestrian on the ground. The company says it will update software for its entire 950-car fleet before it resumes driverless operations. California regulators have suspended the company's permits pending investigation of last month's collision. For the California Report, I'm Dan Brecky. The owner of a Bay Area farm and its parent company are facing felony charges in the death of a farm worker. KQED's Nina Thorson reports. Carlos Jimenez Cruz was doing maintenance work on a spinach harvester at Willoughby Farms in Watsonville one early morning in 2020 when his clothing got caught in the machinery and strangled him. Now, a grand jury in Santa Clara County has indicted Willoughby Farms President David Willoughby on involuntary manslaughter charges, and the company is facing separate charges, including failing to provide adequate training and failing to shield workers from machinery. If he's found guilty, David Willoughby could face four years in prison, and the company could be liable for millions of dollars in fines. Cal OSHA investigated 463 fatal workplace injuries in the state last year. For the California Report, I'm Nina Thorson. And that's the California Report for Thursday, November 9th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.